So, welcome to Get On Board. I'm Rain. And I'm Rachel. And we want to just kind of jump in to let you know what our podcasts are going to be about now and in the future. So I've got a question for you, Rachel. Yeah. Are we going to be a fluffy, sweet, gentle show? No. What are we about? We're about real shit. (laughs) Real like how? I mean, like, we're going to make people, like, think and open up people's minds and and make them look at, like, self-accountability and how they construct or deconstruct their life. And with how we are presenting this information is it is it all theory is it all book learning is it uh from you know from from academic an academic point of view i mean some of it some of it you know we had to get certifications and knowledge with some of the stuff that we have but a lot of it's you know i guess people would refer to as the hard knocks life school so real life, you know, real life actual learning, the things that we have been through. Yes. How we managed to get through all of the emotional upheaval. Yes. How we managed to get past all of the obstacles. Yes. And move forward to create pretty awesome lives and we continue to do that. Right. Right, well, and not only have we learned to assist our lives, we're taking that knowledge and helping others build their lives, you know, by being a catalyst of um, knowledge and wisdom from going through the hardships, which I don't really look at them as hardships anymore. I look at them as, like, the greatest teachers in my life. It's not so much like I... I don't look at it as like, oh, all this bad stuff happened to me. It's more so like, oh, I had all these lessons. And so now that I have had all these lessons, I can now share that information with other people that will benefit their life and take them from wallowing in troubles to creating life that they want and that makes them happy. Well, I I think one of the biggest problems in society right now is that when we experience setbacks or when we have really difficult times or heartbreak or trauma or challenges of any kind, we're, we're taught by society that, that having emotions or dealing with it, it it's actually a problem, right? That's why yeah. we've got such, such high usage of, you know, of antidepressants and um, you know things like Xanax and and the the more you avoid dealing with your problems, the worse they are going to get. So you can cover them over with the bandages of what so- the society will tell you is acceptable, which is going to the doctor and and getting a prescription. Or those things that society says isn't so acceptable, like addictions and feeding those addictions. And there are so many different kinds of addictions that we use to avoid mm. dealing with with life. Right. Well, so I spent so many years in and out of doctor's offices. And, you know, the majority of doctors, even the doctors will tell you, Hey, this medication, and I, I, I'm not going to say that anyone should stop taking their medication. I'm going to say that anyone should just, you know, forego like their doctor's advice. But the majority of doctors will tell you, this is temporary. You should only take, you know, it's like you get hurt. You only need medication for so long and then you need to get off of it because you no longer need it. But the problem is, is people, instead of following all of the steps, they just do the easy route and just take the medication and cover it instead of of taking the medication for the short amount of time that's necessary and then and then doing the other work. So let's say like your physical therapy or it's going to your psychiatrist or it's going within and doing your meditation. Like people skip all those steps and then they just get stuck in the, the medication route and it's just like an endless cycle that doesn't get them anywhere. Right. And they, most they doctors get... will tell you like do all these other things too. 
but they don't want to do it. They just want to take the pill. Well, it, well, and it's like, it's like, like the rest is not important. You get a little anxiety, and it's like, oh my gosh, I'm feeling some anxiety. Oh, I've got a, I've got a pop of a Xanax, or eat, or right, or, or I, I've got a drink. Default to whatever. Or I got to smoke some create. pot. Yeah, right? whatever it is, you've learned to cope instead of just looking at it, feeling the emotion, and releasing it. You know, cover it and compound it and create more problems. But but part of it is they don't really understand. Um, well, I mean, there was a point where I didn't understand, and I'm sure there's a point where you didn't understand how to release anything. Absolutely. The fact that you have to ask your, you have to be willing to feel the emotion and then start asking yourself a different set of questions and hearing those, being in a place where you start hearing those answers, mm -hmm. right? Even if they're not the answers that you, and a lot of times they're not, not the answers right, that they're you not what want to hear, hear, right? Um, and and then you start f finding tools to get past that. And so what happens is, when you when you've done that a few times, and you start at, start into a cycle where there's more difficulty coming, you realize that it's an opportunity to create more tools. You stop looking at it with such terror, like oh my right. god. I'm never going to get past this. I can't get through this. You know, I've got to run to the medicine cabinet or the bottle or, you know, or whatever. Because you're looking at it as more of an opportunity. To grow. Right. But to become better. Right. Well, and when you have those tools, then you can maneuver life easier. So you can get tossed on your ass and you're not, you don't sit in it as long. You go, okay, I now have all these tools that gets me through this quicker and more efficiently, and I end, out, end up becoming better, and then you don't repeat that cycle because you're like, hey, I'm done with that. Or the universe will, will throw more tests at you to see if you've really, how far you are in conquering that particular yeah. demon. Yeah. Right? Well, I think we always cycle back. It's like the spiral effect. I'm sure people have heard of the spiral effect where we, the people believe that you have a problem and you'll come back and observe that problem multiple times to look at it in a deeper, different perspective. So it kind of gets tossed at you a few times in your life so you can really get to understand not only yourself, but like the problem itself. So you can build off of that. So you get deeper knowledge each time that it comes around. You go, okay, I know what this is, but it's coming at me a little bit different this time. And I have all these tools, but it's almost like I need to look at it even deeper. So it's like the spiral effect. So yeah, you would, will come back and gain a little bit more knowledge each time until I think we are satisfied. I think personally we draw certain things to us until we're satisfied and we're like, hey, I'm done learning that lesson. I have gained as much knowledge as I possibly can from that lesson and um, I, I want to grow in other areas because I'm done with that now. But you really have to be at a place in life where you understand what introspection is. Right. Because you can have lessons coming at you and even if they come in a, in a, a little different format, if you, if you haven't learned different ways to have self-talk, then you might look at it and go, oh my God, I'm doing this to myself again, instead of, oh, this has similar traits. How is this different? What am I going to learn from this set of circumstances? Right. So, so you see the different, differentiation from where you were originally and how you have grown and how this growth is going to take you to a next level instead of the self-flagellation of, oh my God, I've screwed up again, right? Right. Which a lot of people will tell you, oh, you're doing that again. That's your pattern. Has anybody ever told you that? Yeah, I, yeah I've heard that. <laughs> oh, well, you're just stuck in a negative cycle. You need to just love yourself more. Really? Oh, and love, okay. <laughs> it's, and not, it's not that simple. If it was that simple, everyone would be fixed. And we were just like, oh, I just love myself now. And Most and, people don't even know what love is. Well, that's what I was, that was, what I was just going to say. They don't even know what that means. They just toss that word out there because they think it's make you feel better. Right. But you it just, doesn't make you feel better. You it makes you just go, you're yourself. saying I'm shitty. You, <laughs> you're just basically going to be saying you're a shitty person because you keep messing up, but I'm perfect. You're not. You just don't know how to love yourself, Yeah, Rachel. I don't, don't want to hear that crap. I hate it. 
But you know, okay, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna throw this out just because we're kind of going on this whole self love thing for a second. Um, who has ever taught self love? I'm I'm gonna take one perspective, and that is, we lie to ourselves all the time. Part part of that is that negative self talk. So if you have a really great loving relationship with let's say another person mm -hmm. if you're lying to that person all the time what is what are the chances that that's going to stay a loving relationship it's it's not right because you need trust right right so so if you lie to yourself then you can't trust yourself right right so if you don't trust yourself how can you love yourself and and when I'm working with people and they hear that, they're like, oh, my God. And they start seeing the lies that they tell themselves. Mm -hmm. And that's one of the first places to start loving yourself since that's a such a cliched thing that nobody really even knows where the heck to start loving themselves. They think it's, oh, I'm going to have a spa day. And well, we're, that's we're, good. Right. But... It's nice. You know, it's good. I like to... spa days. Me too. <laughs> Or a massage or those things. But but just having a spa day or, or doing something nice for yourself doesn't mean you have just suddenly come to the epiphany of, oh, I love myself because I gave myself a spa day. Yeah, no. I, well, that's that's the whole thing is, is people assume that loving yourself, it's, like, it's something pleasant all the time. And the reality is, is it's a lot of times like keeping yourself in check. It's calling yourself out. It's being self-accountable. It's that's loving yourself. So you can set boundaries. So you trust yourself better to make better decisions. Trust yourself. Trust you yourself. Said it. Trust yeah. Yourself. Trust yourself. But, but there's a lot of like catching yourself in your own bullshit. You can't loving yourself means that you know that you're not perfect and that you have work to do but that doesn't make you weak or unlovable it just means that you're working on it which everyone else is right and so self-love is deeper than just like like you said oh well i did a spa day that's self-love well that's self-care and that's part of it but part of self-care is being accountable for your life and creating what it is you want which means no more excuses no more being a victim uh, basically, you have to do a lot of inner work. Most people don't want to do the inner work. They want the fluffy stuff because it's easy. That's the nice part. That's like, oh. And it does, but does, it doesn't stay. It, no, it doesn't. It's, it's another distraction that covers doing the inner work. And if you don't do the inner work, you can't really discover who you really are. And you can't discover how to trust yourself because you don't even know who you are. Right. I, I, had, I had a client who was talking about mirror work. And, and, and self-discovery and, and dealing with your shadow self and all the aspects of yourself, it comes in steps. It's not like an overnight thing. Okay, I did mirror work, and so now I love myself. So this person was doing mirror work so they would learn to accept their body the way that it, it was, to love their body. And that is one of the steps is to say, I accept myself for how I am today, and I am going to love myself how I am today. But then months and months later they're like oh i'm not really happy with where my body is i must need to do more mirror work and it's like no you need to understand that you're growing and actually what's happening is you want to go to another level you want your body to be more healthy you want it to be more physically fit and now you're going to the universe or your body or whatever you want to look at it is taking you to that next level of realization of yourself. You, you still love yourself, but you're saying, I want more from myself, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. and, and so it's, it's like, no, you, you haven't stopped loving yourself. You just want more from yourself. So you want to get more physically fit. You want to be healthier. Mm -hmm. But a lot of people are like, oh, no, you know, I'm looking at myself and, and I don't look like I want to look. So I, I must not like myself. And and that's kind of bullshit. Right. It's an because, excuse. Right. Because I don't know. Ha have you ever been heavy, Rachel? Yeah. A couple times in my life. Yeah, me too. And so did did it work when when you accepted your body? Did it suddenly just... Uh, um, you just loved yourself being being the heavier weight that was uncomfortable. <laughs> I mean, you know, I accepted where I was at because right. of the situation that I was in. But I also 
know logically without action nothing changes so if I'm like oh I want all these great things and let's say you know I want to I want to be in a build, bodybuilding competition you have to put action into it and you have to demand more of yourself and release all those um, excuses but you also have to release your expectations because sometimes what you expect to happen doesn't happen and you still have to be accepting of yourself even in the catalyst of destruction of all that you've built, you have to be able to be sound enough in yourself to be able to lose it all also. And it's, that's kind of a point of surrender. And, and we humans are so stubborn, right, that we yeah. imagine that we have the answer to how everything is supposed to come to us. And we don't necessarily release that idea of exactly how everything is supposed to be delivered which will it, it makes it so narrow for for everything that could come to us because it's like no it can't come from that direction and that's impossible so it's only supposed to come this way yeah right yeah well we stunt our creative process that way right creativity is effortless it flows you know we'll all I tried to explain this to a couple of my art friends and everyone has their process when it comes to art. But if you're truly in a creative state, and this is just my opinion, um, so I did a lot of art and I had a lot of um, technical study. So, you know, I learned stuff from school and everything and I applied those tools from a technical standpoint. But without the, the, the freedom of creating, it was very rigid. It was very just suppressed and I could only produce so much stuff. So as soon as I released... Um, that rigidness and just allowed myself just to create the art flowed it was like I would have dreams about art and I, it would just flow but I use those technical abilities in an application along with it but without just allowing the creativity to flow and not restricting it or assuming or or having an expectation of how this art is supposed to be and just going I am just creating to create because I need to create it flowed effortlessly and the same goes for creating our body or creating our career, or creating the person that you want to draw within your life to have as a partner. It's the same. You, you have to just go, this is what I want. This is what I need and not have any expectations. Yeah. Um, you know, it's funny. We, uh, we are actually doing this podcast in, um, in one of my rooms in my house and I have a fat kitty and you'll probably be, uh, hear us refer to Fat Kitty a lot and she just jumped on the table right now <laughs> and so she has distracted us and we're like okay how do we get rid of Fat Kitty so <laughs> she wants to create yeah well well we're afraid that she's going to step on the phone and stop the uh the whole process you know and it's funny because we could edit all this out but the point is to the whole podcast and to life is to being raw unreal and straightforward and authentic and it's difficult for humans nowadays because they have this idea that life has to be a particular way and it has to be perfect yes what i was going to say there's like an obsession with perfection oh and what and what is perfect nothing that's what makes life cool it's kind of chaotic it's chaos we thrive off chaos and people don't understand that Okay, so if it was perfect all the time, we would all be very bored. And if anyone says that they wouldn't be bored, they're a liar. They're lying to themselves. Well, if my life was just perfect. No one's life's perfect. That'd, it'd be so bo I would be bored. Okay. If I woke up and it was like the same, like there was no change. It was just like flat line. I'd be like, wow, I'm not learning anything or growing or doing anything. So we thrive off of chaos. Going, going into that point of chaos from that chaotic point we find catalysts right right and if our lives are flatline we will find that there are things that we subconsciously do or don't do or don't do right mm -hmm. a lot of times it's the don't do's right we don't take care of ourselves so that we end up with a health issue 
or we don't take care of our finances, we end up with a financial issue, or we don't take care of a relationship, so we end up with relationship issues, etc. Right? So, so we create these problems in our life so that we grow. Mm-hmm. But a lot of people don't realize that we, as humans, that is what we are meant to do. We are meant to continue to grow, which goes back to the beginning of this podcast where, where we're talking about exactly what these podcasts are about. It's about all of the trauma and all of the trials in life and the fact that you take these traumas and trials and, and, and obstacles and you work through them and you work through the emotions and you find the tools and and when you get to the other side there's this amazing kind of satisfaction that you feel that you do not feel when you take a drug to to, to calm yourself down mm-hmm. or that you do not feel when when you you know go on a diet and and lose you know, five billion pounds in three months, and being ex- ex- exaggerating, but <laughs> you know a, what I'm saying. It's a lot of because weight. yeah, it's a lot of weight. But 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 most people that that go on these diets and they actually have the ability to to like lose fifty pounds, let's say in two months, it it can cause such self destructive cycles because they don't prepare themselves for this huge change. And then they gain it all back and more. And, and we've heard that story over and over again. But that's what happens in life. You do the fluffy fix and you end up with a bigger problem because you never conquered it and came out the other side and found that satisfaction that is amazing when you come out the other side and you've gotten those tools and work through it. Right, right. Well, with weight loss, I mean, it's mostly mental. So what people do is they, they, they jump to the end result really quickly and they get destination hungry. So you either end up with body dysmorphia with men, some women, where you're just not big enough. You're not big enough. So what happens when you become destination hungry is like you're and never And you're talking satiated. about muscles. You're not talking, you're, you're talking about bodybuilding. Bodybuilding. Where a lot of us are, or, or are getting weight. smaller. Right. right. So, so you're talking about bigger is bodybuilding. Right. Where a lot of people are thinking smaller well, is a weight loss. But body dysmorphia goes either which way. Right. It's either an obsession with being thinner or it's an obsession with getting bigger. And the reason why is they became destination hungry. Well, when I gain 15 pounds of muscle... I'm going to be happy. When I lose 15 pounds of fat, I'm going to be happy. And then they get to that point and they're not happy because they didn't do the inner work that it takes and they didn't mentally prepare themselves for when you get to that point. So instead of going, well, I I did this. Here's my next goal. Um, I'm proud of myself. Good job. I did a really good job. They instead become destination hungry, and it's you can't satiate it. It just becomes more and more and more, and that's where the imbalance comes in. Instead of just going, here is where I'm at today, and I'm proud of myself because I am, you know, 15 pounds bigger muscle-wise, or I'm 15 pounds, uh, I've dropped 15 pounds of fat, and I'm proud of myself. Now, what can I do next? You know, as a goal, because we want to keep pushing ourselves, because you don't want to get complacent either, but. People eat, equate that to happiness, and it's not, it's not the same thing. Happiness is, you don't, or it's not an outside source. There's not an outside source. You're either, you find that peace within, you become happy, and then it doesn't matter what's going on in your life, you move through it easier because you're always in that balance point. So you can set goals easier and achieve those goals easier because you have a set balance point within but until you do that work within and do the emotional work, it doesn't matter what happens to you on the exterior. You can get every you can get every surgery, you can do every steroid, you can run for 50 miles. If you're not happy, you're not going to be happy no matter what it is that you're doing on the outside. It's not going to matter because you you're not you're looking at it from the wrong point of view. You're looking at the you're just looking at where you this is the end result and that's it. So there's no satisfaction within the journey, and that's part of it is you sit down and you go, I did all of this, and I got this, and that's awesome. I'm proud of me because I had to go through all these steps to get to this big 
thing. Now, how further can I push myself? Because you're happy all the time. It, or, your or happiness is a dictate. Right. Well, most of the time. Right. Yeah. I mean, you're right. going to have you're, you're, you're satisfied with how life is working out for you. Right. And here's an interesting thing. When I was, uh, you know, trying to manifest a, uh, um, a business partner to, you know, to do this kind of thing before you appeared on, on the scene with me, <laughs> uh, I, had, I had talked to my old um, personal trainer, right? Mm-hmm. And, I, and his take on it was, oh, that won't work. Because no one wants to do the work. They all want surgery. So that uh, they all want a gastric bypass. They want the surgery to tuck in the skin. And, and had, this person had just had a, a, a 65-year-old female that had lost a significant amount of weight. And was at, at a, you know, in... in the place where they'd always wanted to be as far as their size was concerned. And so now they wanted to reconstruct their body and get a boob job and a butt job and, and tuck in all the skin because at 65, you know, they, they thought that if they had this body, they would suddenly be happy. happy. Right. But, but I thought it was interesting that the personal trainer said that, that won't, you know, what I wanted to put out into the world, like with this podcast, like you wanted to, that was, I was so glad that, that you came into my life because here's this person that, that's saying, oh, well, that's not possible because. Those are my favorite people. Those are the ones where I'm like, that's not possible. You just watch, just wait. You just wait. You're telling me it's not possible, but I'm going to show that it is possible because it's people like those people that need this work the most, which is interesting, I've found that most people that do this, the, the help work, uh-huh. they're more messed up than the people they're helping. Well, they, I, they de- the reason why he thinks it's not possible is because he doesn't believe in himself. It has nothing to do with his clients. It has be- nothing to do with his clients. It has everything to do with he believes that because, and those kind of people, they're not going to want to listen to this anyway because they don't, they don't want to be self-accountable. They want the easy fix the people that are ready to make the change, they're the ones that are going to be listening to this and go, yes, I'm going to implement these steps. I want this change. I'm ready for this change. Because the people that are looking for the quick fix, they're not going to be interested in this. Well, because they can't call themselves out. Well, with this person, he, he didn't do the quick fix as far as his body was concerned because he did become a personal trainer. Right. And he came back from a horrible accident. But everything is focused in the physical. He never went farther and learned all the relationships things, you know, and, and all the other aspects of life. It's all focused on the physical and bodybuilding. So superficial. And so the, the interesting thing about this is that the pot, the podcast that, and, and all the subsequent podcasts that we're doing are based on all of the learning that we have had that's come from trauma. And the trauma comes from rape and sexual abuse and usury and narcissism and with you brain injury right body injury illnesses those those traumas that had created weight gain or weight loss um aging and then family relationships right and 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 the self-worth that comes from all the trauma that comes comes from that and the addiction that can come from that right and addiction comes in many different forms yes it comes in food it comes with alcohol, it comes with drugs, it comes with, I mean, name a few more. Workaholics. Yeah, workaholic, um, uh, people that have sex addiction, people that have shop, you know, people become shopaholics, people become addicted to the internet, people, anything that can distract you. What's funny is people are like, oh, well, that person's a meth addict is that, while they're like chugging 16 Cokes. It's like, right. or, it's, or, the, it's the same, you just have chose a different way to tap into whatever destructive and distractive behavior it is that you've, you've decided is good. It gives you that self-soothing. It gives you that, that satiated feeling just for that second, knowing that that's all, it's fleeting and you're going to have to go and reach for it again. But, and if anyone says, well, I don't have any of that, they lie. Everyone has some sort of a vice. I have vices. Everyone has vices. You, you'll I mean, what, what, vices. Really, what's a vice? It's it's a distractive behavior. It's a it's a distractive destructive behavior. Right, a dis- dis- distractive destructive behavior as opposed 
to behaviors that that produce positive results. Right. Now, now you could become a workaholic, and it, it might produce. Um, a lot of money, right? Mm -hmm. So that might be a positive result, but it might destroy everything else in your life. So it's balancing out because life has all different facets to it. It's mm -hmm. not just one aspect. And so I had talked about those other things before, but then we're talking about heartbreak and betrayal and abandonment and relationships and those kinds of things and dealing with those kinds of things. Because as we deal with those things in our lives, that also creates those dis, uh, those distractions, right? Mm -hmm. Can create addictions. It can create the you know the need to to not look at those areas because again, going back to the beginning of what we talked about, instead of looking at the situation and feeling those feelings, how many people do you know want to want to deal with how they're feeling? <laughs> Most people. Most people, I don't think they even know what they're feeling because they're that disconnected. Right. Like they can't even, they can't even say, I feel like this. They're just, they just go right for the vice. Well, as soon as they're, they feel unpleasant and uncomfortable, it's like that vice or whatever vices or self-soothing behaviors they've created around it. Or, or, so what, or what society has said, has said you need to yeah, do. Like, yeah. like I had a friend when I was going through an emotional stage in my life told me, Oh my gosh, you need to go get on some antidepressants. And and again, we're not telling people that are taking antidepressants who are on a regimen, oh, you know, just shit can everything that you're doing. We're saying that maybe you need to start looking at your emotions and working through them. Because I didn't get on antidepressants, I just decided that I wanted to face all of the feelings that I was feeling, ask myself the questions, to move through and get the tools so that I could create the life that I wanted and the better feelings. So you have to learn how to ask those questions. And that's what Rachel and I do. We have come through all of these, this whole list of things that we have, that I, that I laid out a couple of minutes ago, we have dealt with all of those things personally. Mm -hmm. Did they feel good when they were happening? No, of course not. But now that I understand them and I've done the emotional work with them, I'm actually grateful for all of those lessons. So... What, um, so now I do feel good about them. I look back on them and I'm like, yeah, that was a catalyst to get me to go further in life. So that, what I, what I want to say here is, would you have avoided the, now that you've gone through all of those situations, would you avoid them? Because there's a lot of people that say, oh, Looking back on this situation, I wish I never would have, and they have all these regrets. No, those are just a good, regrets or excuses almost to me. Like, I, was, I mean, I came up with so I came up with every freaking excuse in the world. Like I came up with every if there was an excuse, like if there was an excuse bucket, I like picked every single excuse out of the bucket and and what and just you know fed those excuses when now it's like I I eliminated all the excuses so I'm like um no I'll, I'll go through I'll go through it easier now because I no longer I'm self accountable so it's like okay I, I the situation sucks yeah I don't I don't like feeling like this but at the same time I am responsible for my reactiveness to whatever outside source is stimulating whatever is either a unhealed or a repetitive cycle that like I could have defaulted back to to better understand but now it's I don't just sit in it so and that that is regret I actually um a friend of mine who passed away about two years ago mm -hmm. I was having a conversation with them and I said I don't have regrets and he said, anybody who says that they don't have regrets is lying. And I said, I don't have regrets because every situation that I've come across, 
that that caused me to um, be unhappy or have problems where where well let's I'll just say I'll, I'll say the emotional part so I have told everybody that I have loved in my life that I love them and I've stepped out of my ego or expectation right mm-hmm. and I have said no matter what I I love you that doesn't mean that I said, okay, you need to be in my life and I accept everything yeah. that you do, etc. But I never, one of the reasons why this person was standing in regret, because they were never able to like face a situation that had caused them such sadness. They just stood and, and accepted that sadness instead of apologizing for the situation that happened a long time ago and telling that person that I love you no matter what and stepping outside their ego and leaving it and leaving it be wherever it was, mm-hmm. right? So they just they just harbored this pain. You know, it was their it was their um a lot of people like to sit in that pain and and go back to it and back to it and back to it, which is which is also kind of addictive, right? Yeah, pain can be addictive. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a form of self punishment. You feel like you deserved it. I deserved this, so I'm gonna keep bringing that pain back into my life because this is what I deserve. Because we, I I don't know about you, but I I have done some shitty things in my life that at the time when I did them, I didn't see them. As, as being a problem because yeah. I was in a different place. Yeah. But then I revisited and realized that, oh my God, you know, that probably was not the best thing to do. And I actually went back, said something and corrected it or tried to correct it or apologize for it. And whether or not I got the forgiveness for it, at least I knew that I have done everything possible that I could I am not in control of other people's response, but that's why I don't have regrets because my ego is not so huge that I can't say, oh, you know what? I screwed up, right? You're self-accountable for your part played in the interaction because every interaction has two sides. But how many people are willing to do that? Not many, because most people just want to point fingers. They they want to blame the political party. <laughs> so like, we're, not talk, blame, we're not talking. We're not talking. I'm just saying. I'm just throwing on that's, that. a, that's a very common one, though. Like right. this isn't happening because the political party. And the reality is, is like the power is in your hands. Like you want your life to change, then change it. Right. <laughs> just change it. Like right, don't but, don't go. I need to talk to my senator. Yeah, there are certain stuff. I mean. I'm not going to get political. There are certain things that, like, yeah, they they they'll they have some swing and stuff. But you can't sit and wait for your life to change. That you're basing it off of a, a other people. You have to make changes in your life that well, you that's, want that's for yourself. The, that's the victim mentality because that's one of the choices that we have. Um, and we'll and we'll go through these choices several times through these podcasts because it's part of the process. Because when you have when you have trauma, when you have challenges, when you have obstacles and all these things that come up in life, you have basically four choices. You can become a victim, and that can be extremely comfortable, right? Because yeah. people take care of you, and people baby you, and people tell you, um, you know, give you all of these soft, cushy things, and you can just sit and become a marshmallow and, and wallow in your self-pity, right? Or you can become cynical and stoic and it's like uh screw the world and uh and everybody in it i just really don't care which isn't true because if you didn't care you wouldn't be pissed right Mm -hmm. or the third choice is you can become that perpetrator yourself so you were abused you become the abuser and we've seen that in the court system a million times, how that is an excuse that somebody uses. And I call bullshit because, her, you know, people say that all the time. Oh, hurt people hurt people. No. No, you choose that. Right. No, assholes hurt people. People that have decided that they are going to be the jerk and that is how they're going to resolve whatever pain that's in themselves 
is, is going to like causing pain for other people that, you know, that's just another excuse. And the fourth choice is the work. The fourth choice is being real with yourself. It is what you, you know, what you say all the time. It's being self-accountable. It's being introspective. It's asking the questions. It's feeling the emotions, feeling yourself through it, gaining the tools, overcoming it, coming out the other side and going, oh man, did I just friggin' do that? And each time you like yourself a little bit more, right? Mm -hmm. And, and that is a self-love process. It's not like you wake up one day and you just say, oh, I'm in love with myself. No, it's work. I mean, it's like any, it's any relationship. Relationship with yourself is work. You get up and you do the work. You take care of yourself. You do the things that make you happy. Just like if you want a good relationship, you have to do the work every single day. Just like you want to go to work and earn money, you have to do it every single day. Every single thing, you have to show up for yourself. You have to show up for those you love. You have to show up for... You know, anything that's important in your life, you're either going to make an excuse or you're going to make time and you're going to put the work in. So most people like the excuse route and then they're like, I don't understand. My whole life is just a complete shit show. And it's like, I had to be, I'm going to tell you, I've been in a lot of shit shows. <laughs> I've been in plenty. And I finally had to go, I'm doing this. This is, this, I'm, I'm allowing this. Show. I'm the shit show. I'm the train wreck. I'm the train wreck. I am creating every single train wreck in my life because either I'm allowing people to do this stuff to me, I'm allowing myself to become self-defeative, I'm, I'm, allow, I'm allowing, I'm allowing this. I'm letting this happen. I'm creating this. I have scenarios in my head that I put in there so intensely every single day that they become a reality because I present that energy and then it just drawn to That's me. That's self-talk. Self-talk, yeah. Negative yeah. self-talk or negative scenario talk. Like, that. that there's two. So I'll have elaborate scenarios. Mine's not even just a talk. It's like I'll have a whole pre-planned trauma that's from a trauma before that my brain says, this is what's going to happen. You know this is what's going to happen because remember it happened before and it happened before and it happened before. But the reality is, is I have to finally go, no, this is not what's going to happen. I'm going to create something new right. and take charge of my life. But you have to get to that point where you finally start calling yourself out and doing the work every single day, getting up and going, I'm not going to allow myself to do these negative things anymore. I'm going to hold out these behaviors because they no longer are beneficial. I want these things more than I want the comfort. So I want to be uncomfortable. So re-engineering your life as opposed to just going, okay, I'm going to sit on the couch and manifest everything with... That's not how it works! <laughs> but a lot of people it. think that. I right? know! Okay, I'm just going to think positive thoughts and I'm going to stand in positive energy and my whole life is going to change. It's only a, a small part the, of it. That's the beginning stage. It's what we call woo-woo, right? Yeah, that's <laughs> the woo-woo. Yeah, that's the woo-woo part. It's the spiritual part. Yes, having mantras and doing meditation and keeping your spirit positive is one aspect. But we live in this world, in this plane of existence, and it requires good relationships. Relationships require cooperation. And action. Right. You can talk about it. You can tell me. And I've heard every single thing from people's mouths. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do... And then there's nothing backing it up. Right. So you can talk about it. And that's the first part of manifestation. But without cause, without action, there's no effect. You're well, basically just... You're saying about what it is you want. But you don't want it bad enough to actually put it into action and create it and make it a reality for whatever reason it is that you're telling yourself, whether you feel and, unworthy or... But we're this, this, this podcast right now today is the perfect example yeah. of that because we are tectards, right? And so yeah, it's like, yeah. I don't know how to do that. How do you do a podcast? How do you download it? We don't know how to do any of these things. But we're oh doing it. But here we are, and we're doing it. And it's going be, it, to be a shit show a few, for a few times. But, but, but we're doing it. We're doing it. And that is the point. And that is part of what we've done our whole life. It's like at some point you just have to say, I am taking my power back, right? I am, and, and, and when you're a victim, you've given all of your power away. Yeah. So, so by... By being self-accountable and saying, okay, I'm going to just take the first step. That's the first part of taking and reclaiming your power. 
and creating that powerful place to start from. That first step can be the most powerful step. Mm -hmm. That's the hardest. Oh, yeah. Because you have to get really uncomfortable. Yeah. You have to push yourself into an uncomfortable place because everything in you is saying you can't or those excuses start lining up. Remember when this happened when you tried to start a business before? Remember when this happened when everyone made fun of you because their opinion wasn't the same? But the reality is that it doesn't matter. Like, I'm not doing this for anyone other than than me and what I believe in and other people can get on board and I want to help people but I also want to help people out of their own free will it's not like I'm like you guys have to do this this is like the only way that you're gonna find happiness it's like I'm handing you some tools and you can take these tools and you can build off of your life and construct it however it is that you want and then find more tools to add to it because I don't know it all you don't know it all right. no one knows it all and you, you, one of my favorite things is, uh, actually, I had a student tell me this, one of my Reiki students, they said, well, you're a teacher, so you teach teachers. And I said, yeah, you're right. And he, and I was like, but I learn as much from my students as I do the Absolutely. teacher. Absolutely. Always a student, always a teacher. And that's, yes. Yeah. when you're out of ego, you realize that that is how life is constantly, is by being the teacher and the student. And at the same time. Right. At the that's same an amazing time. thing. And yeah. so so we have tools that that we will provide to you through the classwork and through the downloads that, that we have on the website. And we are going to, through the podcasts and through our YouTube videos, help you with the introspection so that you create and add to your toolbox. Because our ultimate goal through all of this is to help you help yourself find happiness and satisfaction in life. And, and there is no fast track to it. But when you realize that there's no fast track and you're willing to take it step by step by step and understand that in each one of those steps that you take, there is so much more satisfaction and enjoyment of your life, you will start to really enjoy every aspect of this creation, even the most difficult parts that you're getting through. You start appreciating the journey because the, the track doesn't end. It doesn't end until you, you pass. Then your track's done. Your track's done for this lifetime, at least. Right. So, and it's and it's okay. It's okay to get sidetracked. It's okay to you know how when another train is coming the other direction and and they have the 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 lever that you pull that takes you over to that yeah, sidetrack, yeah. right? Switch. Right. The, yeah. The the switch for that. Well, a lot of people when that happens in in their life, they're like, oh, I've totally screwed up. I've messed up my whole life. Where it's just you're sidetracked for a moment, right? And you need to rework something. Sometimes you have to switch all your plans, literally switch. Right. You have to switch the way you're doing things. You have to switch your life. You have to switch your process. Sometimes you get like a complete train wreck where you have to reconstruct your whole train. Or you have to take it on the sidelines because you have to reconstruct the whole train because the whole train was falling apart. Right, because, it's for maintenance. So so, so yeah. if you don't sidetrack, if you haven't learned how to use the track system, you could have a head-on collision. But as you start to learn how to use these tools, you don't have the head-on collisions as much, as much as you realize that, oh, okay, if I take my train over to the side and I do some maintenance, I'm not going to turn into a train wreck. I'm going to do some maintenance here and fix these things, yep. and then I'm going to go get back on my track, and, and, and this is going to be so much better. And I think that that, you know, that is the whole metaphor and why we created Get On Board in the first place. Mm -hmm. Don't you? Yeah. Yeah. Because we've been a train wreck. We've learned how to um, fix the train wrecks, reconstruct, uh, fix the tracks, get back on track, and then understand how to pull the train off, do the maintenance, and make life more and more satisfying by doing that. Mm -hmm. no, so, I mean, I'm still a train wreck in some areas. I'll be the first one to admit it. There's like, I'm always doing maintenance. 
I think everybody's doing maintenance. If they're so. smart, they're always because everything in life is 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 doing maintenance. Um, and and so there's so there's so many points of life that you can find satisfaction, and we want to help you get there. And that is that is our point. So we are we are glad and, and, and appreciative of of you joining us today, and we hope that you join us every single week because next week we are actually going to get into some specific topics. We are going to talk about sexual abuse. We are going to talk about abandonment. We are going to talk about um, uh, rape and, and these things that are a little bit tough to hear. So there might, so it's a trigger warning for next week week's podcast because we're going to get into the the nuts and bolts of that and how we dealt with and managed those things within our life that we came across right so we hope that you um, enjoyed this podcast and we want you to we welcome you back next week